This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is Three in a Bar, a podcast where we are joined by a different musician every episode. I'm Seb Philpot. And I'm Verity Simmons. I play the trumpet. And I play the cello. Our guests could be from any part of the music world. We've spoken to pop stars, composers, orchestral musicians, singers, musical theatre performers and lots more. We chat about their careers, ambitions and get a glimpse into what makes each musician unique. Shall we sing the song? Oh, don't make me sing the song. Three, three in a bar. Hey, I tell you what, auto-tune is a wonderful thing. Three, three in a bar. Come on, Seb. First round's on me. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, good. It's nice to be in the same room doing this, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. No. One room. No internet. We're no. just chatting face to face. Two microphones. That's all you need, really, isn't it? Hang on, so have you frozen? What? Oh, that old chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're yeah. in your studio, which is looking resplendent. Well, thanks. It's, yeah. it's, as you can see, not quite finished yet. There's a layer of dust on every single thing, <laughs> but uh, it's getting there. I just, uh, I just tried to um, connect us all up to my computer to record it that way. Uh, and could not. <laughs> it was a disaster. But it looks really impressive. It looks good. There's all, all so the gear many here. buttons. There's so, so many buttons. There's too many buttons. I, I don't know what any of them do. To be honest. Never too many buttons. Um, um, I also so, yeah. like the the World War One stretcher you've got in here. <laughs> it looks like a World War One stretcher. Uh, it's actually a a, um, a diffuser slash absorber panel to go on the ceiling. Um, bad panel. They're called apparently. B A D. Bad. Don't know what that stands for. Bad panel. A bad panel. Panels. And uh, that's what looks, it does look like. Yeah, it's a proper like. It's like we're in Ypres. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> um, it's like yeah. we're in a GCSE history project. It's good. It's yeah, good. that's it. Yeah, there's a massive uh, circular saw on the floor there. Oh, you could look at it. take your arm off with that. Look, that no, I don't threat. want to go anywhere near that. <laughs> that's got danger written all over it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I should probably. Do you think I should do some sort of health and safety uh, uh, course? <laughs> uh, what retrospectively? <laughs> yeah. Well, what yeah, if, maybe. if I have people around here? Yeah, maybe you could make and laminate a poster. Yeah. In which you feature and star star <laughs> yeah. in it, um, and yeah, just talk people through what they should avoid, which is quite a lot actually at the moment. That's circular saw. I don't want to be near it. Nope. No. Uh, that's okay. Mm. We don't have to use it. Um, should we talk about um, our guest we yes. had on, on this episode? Um, it is. Um, well, how, I mean, how to, how to uh, introduce this man? Oh, God, I, I mean, I really want to come up with a, a nice sentence that sums mm. him up so neatly. 
but I, I've just got star of the West End, Charlie Stemp. Yeah. Leading man. Yeah. Yeah? I mean, he's he's sort of been one of the most uh, exciting, young, um, bankable leading men in the West End of, of recent years. Yeah. Since what, last sort of six, seven years. Yeah, since half a sixpence, isn't it? Half that was sixpence. his breakthrough. Yeah. Uh, moment, yes, and and he's since been. Uh, he's just been finished in Mary Poppins, playing um, Bert. That's what I was going to say. Playing Dick Van Dyke. Yes. He's not. He's not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we also... met him down in Chichester, didn't we, last summer when he was playing the leading role, Bobby Childs. <laughs> yeah. In Crazy for You. Yes. To be seen later this year when he it hits the West End. Yes, it's coming coming to the West End yeah. after uh, after a little stint in Chichester. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we we went to the Prince Andrew. It's Prince Edward. <laughs> Prince Andrew. We didn't go anywhere near Prince Andrew. Don't let anyone tell you that. It's not true. We weren't there. We were not there. No. Um, no, the Prince Edward Theatre. It is Prince Edward, isn't it? Yeah, it is the Prince yeah. Edward. Yeah, in, in the West End in Soho. Uh, went to his dressing room which is very, very fine Oh, it was lovely. Room. Yeah, yeah. And we uh, we spoke to him there all about his career and what he had coming up. And he had a few weeks left. I think we did it in December. Yeah, we did, yeah. Early and December. So it was just coming to the end. And obviously he'd been off for that stint in the summer and he'd gone back and he talked to us about that. Um, and they'd been off, of course, over, over the pandemic. Yeah. So I think the show was on for about four years altogether. Right. So it was a big big part of uh, of his life <laughs> it was indeed <laughs> up playing playing that chimney sweep and dancing all over the stage uh, and on the ceiling yeah all over the place did yes. you ever see it no <laughs> <laughs> i've seen clips i I've didn't seen... see it either actually, no. oh it's but a shame I, well i did see it at the um i saw a little bit of it at the royal variety performance yeah uh because i i played there it was yeah i guess it's 2019 and uh, I watched them do a run through uh, in the rehearsal. Impressive. And it was very impressive. I bet it was. Yeah. yeah. And I actually saw because it's really weird that backstage, it's tiny, tiny kind of uh, corridors and things. Yeah. And there's just all sorts of acts backstage, all lined up, all snaking around the walls. And oh, I bet you saw some people, didn't you? It's amazing. Yeah. Who else was up there? Um, I saw it was Ramesh Ranganathan. Oh, and I love it. Rob Beckett. Ramesh's yeah, mum was there. Amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some random dance troupe from like Dudley, yeah. you know, <laughs> and oh, I, I can't remember now. We were there with um, Robert Downey Jr. Were you? No, no we weren't. <laughs> what? Iron Man? What the hell? <laughs> no, not him. What's he called? Who's the other Is one? Is this a dream? <laughs> the other one? Oh, Harry Connick Jr. Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, we were there with him. Freddie Pin Prince Jr. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Good. Oh. <laughs> and uh, But I remember seeing uh, all the cast lined up and Charlie walking through the, the um, past everyone, just being delightful. He's and he, so delightful. He kind of just, as he walked past me and Barney, my brother, you know Barney, Yeah. he was just like, hey, I was like, you know, you just something you go. Okay, they are. That's a nice person, right? Such there. a nice person. Yeah, yeah. Like the easiest person to chat to, and so warm. Yeah, and yeah, he was a brilliant when we were down in Chichester, and really took time to go and chat to everyone. 
Um, and I think that really comes across in this uh, conversation, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it does, yeah. yeah. I hope it does. I mean, hopefully he edited it to make it sound like he's horrible. That would be <laughs> awful, wouldn't it? No, no he's a lovely, lovely person. Yeah. Um, oh, should we go into the conversation? Yeah, we don't need to explain anything, do we? No. Listener, come with us now as we, as we go to the Prince Edward Theatre to chat to Charlie Stemp. This is lovely. Thank you so much for letting us come no and sit in your lovely dressing room. Yeah. We would just say it's quite a different vibe, isn't it, from uh, downstairs? <laughs> yeah, literally one floor different. I think it's like it's directly underneath, isn't it, the band room? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah one uh, floor it's different. It's not quite as nice as this. But, yeah. uh, Do you have the same wallpaper? I don't think there's wallpaper. I don't think there is either. Not, I haven't been there since uh, Aladdin was on. So like nails, nails down the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, uh, well, you were saying it's been flooded, though. So it's, uh, yeah, it was flooded. Out, out so action. I think they've now changed the carpet to get all the old carpet out. Okay. But, I mean, all, all old theatres, aren't they, just a nightmare. And especially this one, because we're, sub, we're sub-level, <clears throat> I think the rainwater kind mm. of just, like, affects it just constantly affects oh, it. But what's the nicest smelling um theater backstage that's not a new one they, they all smell of sewage don't they vicky p is quite nice but oh, right. know, i've yeah. never been to that one vicky backstage no, I don't think I Paris is quite nice um Gillian Lynn's very nice backstage oh, that's oh good. yeah they've got a that's brand nice. new band room in there <laughs> oh very nice that's good timing yeah. Good timing then. Very is it? good timing. Oh, yeah, like a segue. Yeah, did you like it? <laughs> because hooray, hooray, crazy for you coming back. How amazing. Isn't yeah. it fantastic? It's um I'm just so relieved. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, well, I mean it's it's I, I've never been kind of like the the last time that I was in Chichester and we had a transfer, it felt a little bit different because the last show I did there was half a sixpence and um that was owned by Cameron Macintosh. Half the theatres were owned by Cameron Macintosh. So we kind of knew that we were going to go in and we kind of knew that Cameron had this, you know, plethora of <laughs> theatres for us to to try. But this one just felt really different because it was it was our producer and our producers going to the rest of the theatre, you know, theatre-owned community and just saying, like, who wants us? So it felt very, very different. And, um, yeah, I'm just really relieved and glad that we've found a new home for the show. For, yeah. For, for six months. All right. Yeah. So how is it going to change from the um, from the Chichester Festival Theatre in terms of the staging or I don't know what you can say yet? Or... Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm honest. I mean, I know that we will have to change some things because the uh, whereas in Chichester we're, we were on a round, mm. which if to get technical, that is... 10 seats worth of depth. So that means that the stage comes out 10 seats worth. Whereas in the Gillian Lynn, it only comes out four seats. So it's called a thrust rather than oh. a round. Oh, yeah. So that would probably work better for the comedy. But then again, this this isn't something that's definitely happening. These are just things that I know of uh, of the theatre and, and how it will work. I think it's going to be, I think we're going to have to restage some stuff. I think that the set will have to change. I think that it's going to be quite a new, an exciting show. Um, do you guys? Are, you, is, is, are the band going to be below the stage? Do you I know? I don't know. I'm not sure. I've heard so many different things from. Yeah. Because I think there were rumblings from There's, early on, weren't yeah, there? Yeah. And then there was talk of the band being on, on the stage. stage. Yeah, because that's what but they I did in America, oh. didn't they? Before right. it started, the band. I saw a video and yeah. the band were on the stage. And at one point in uh, "Can't Be Bothered Now," like the guy who was playing Bobby, like, yeah. just started tapping on the piano. 
oh, he just wow. like got up on it and started tapping on the piano. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> That'd be so good. Yeah. I don't know though how that would. I mean, I can't picture it because when it was Cinderella, it was a remote. Rather like yeah, Crazy View in Chichester, right? So mm. I can't actually picture mm. how the stage is. Yeah. But it, I, in my head, it's a lot smaller than the Chichester stage, like you were just saying. Mm. And so some of those massive dance numbers. I think it's actually the opposite. I think it's bigger than Chichester. Oh, seriously? Yeah, it is. Well, I think once the set and when they put, I think they want to put something else in, so it will be a bit bigger, which right. is great. So yeah. dancing-wise, it'll be fab. Oh, wonderful. It'll be fab. But then again... Who knows? We might get there and the set will be huge and take up less room. So who knows? Mm. But I'm excited. It'll be good fun. Didn't they have a revolving element in, in Cinderella? Yes, what was they that? Did. Was the whole, did. the audience? Yeah, the no. whole audience shifted. How did that work? And I was furious because my mate <laughs> booked my ticket. My friend Will was in the show. Yeah. And he was like, I've got your great ticket. Yeah. And then I was like, dude, why, why aren't I revolving? Like, come on. <laughs> I bet with this money. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I did see that. It was pretty cool, actually. That was yeah. one of the coolest things about the show. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. That's one of the that's one of the stronger elements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say, that. say no more. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you covered a lot of ground in that show. You there's a there's a lot going on, isn't there for you? The, yes, it's an incredible role. It was it, it is a lot, and it was a lot, and um, it was strange because I've kind of been saying to mates like because obviously I'm doing Mary Poppins now. That's yeah. where we are. We're in the uh, Prince Edward Theatre, and uh, it's a very different role because you just don't leave the stage with Bobby. And when you do leave the stage, it's only to get changed to come back on again. So as much as it was harder from a physical perspective, but adrenaline is a is always your friend. And when you kind of have that constant adrenaline it's easier in a way because you don't come down to then have to build yourself back up again. So one of the things I'm finding hard at the moment doing Mary Poppins is we have so many little breaks. So, you know, I'll do, for example, Jolly Holiday and then I'll come off stage and I'll have like five, 10 minutes before I go back on again and I'll do Super Cow and then I'll come back off again and then I'll get ready and then we'll get changed and I'll do, then we'll have the interval and then I'll do Fly Kite and then I'll come off again and then I'll do Super, uh, then I'll do Stepping Time. So um, it's harder in some ways doing a show like this where it's a, a, a bit of a, bit of a a um a lull or a dip but with bobby it's great because you don't realize it it's tiring until you finish but then when you finish the crash is like twice as heavy so finishing the show yeah. i was always just like in my little digs in chichester in the, in the bath with like just surrounded by Epsom salts <laughs> like just like yeah zoning out and just zonked so it, it's it's a great role i'm so excited to do it again but what's brilliant is is we've really kind of looked at how it's going to be possible for me to do this eight times a week for that amount of time because yeah. I only did it for six weeks in Chichester and I lost like loads of weight. I was tired all the time. I was knackered. I didn't see anyone. And in Chichester it was easier because you know we were like five minute. I was like five minute walk from the from the theatre. And Chichester in itself is just so laid back. Yeah. So very different <laughs> yeah. to coming into London and Charing Cross and you know walking up the you know Strand every day. So. Um, Unless you get in a fight outside the Cornish Bakehouse, which does happen down there. <laughs> did, did yeah, you? because they ring a bell at five thirty, right? Yeah, and you can get cheap pasties and things like one pound pasties. That's okay. amazing. And there were some elderly uh, ladies out there who got quite angry and defensive <laughs> if you went in there and tried to get there. So just saying. It is so pretty it, rowdy. It can be quite it rough. It can be quite Chichester. rowdy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when there's a sail on in that M and S, it goes pretty oh, mental, doesn't it? <laughs> absolutely bonkers. That's amazing. <laughs> that's brilliant. But you only took one one show off, didn't you? That entire yeah, the, yeah. The six week run, I only did the one show off, and that was just um, yeah. 
I was, it was nine shows and I was just, it was just too tiring. It was just Mm. knackering. And we only realized literally last minute before I was like, I just don't think I can do this. It was, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I think there's, yeah. So going into it, definitely eight shows. I want to do all the shows and it's just kind of finding a way to maintain that. So the producers of, of crazy have been so great and kind of being supportive to me and just saying like, what do you need? And I was like, if I can get a bath in the theater or like an ice bath or something like that, which is going to help. And then we're going to look at maybe a dietitian, someone who's going to look at like my diet and, you know, plan. Cause it's, it's like a half marathon every show. So, you know, it is just kind of extreme. Yeah. Really, would you really equate it to that? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't stop for, two and a half hours yeah which is like you know that's about yeah. like a half marathon and then when you're doing that it's a mix between like when i'm on stage I'd, i never stand still the, the role never stands still so it's kind of constantly moving or doing something and engaging so it's just just exhausting but it's yeah. also so fun i make it sound like it's a negative it's enjoyable and that's why it's dangerous because i don't realize how tired i am until after and then i'll be like oh okay i've injured yeah. everything okay <laughs> take a break and take a yeah. yeah and were you, were you doing loads of stuff during the daytime just to make sure you've you've got the strength in your joints and things and- i wasn't i was i mean i was doing bits and bobs i mean because i'm I'm an active person anyway. Like I can't just sit still. It's just not in me to do that. So mm. we were taking little walks and stuff and we we're finding ways to move around. But yeah, there will be, there's definitely going to be an element now of like, it, it would be very similar to when I was doing half sixpence, which was very kind of similar role. Um, and I'll just be eating like 24 seven. I'll just be kind of constantly trying to stuff food. Yeah. Damage you, you whatever you wanted. Back then, uh, I was, at first I wasn't. And I was like, okay, I've got to eat really healthy. I'm doing this big roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I started to lose weight. And then uh, the producer was like, oh, we're going to send you to this dietitian and she's going to have a chat with you. And I went in this woman and she was really lovely. And she just said, okay, so like, what's your diet? And I was like, well, I'm trying to eat, but it just takes a long time. And she was like, well, on your way to work, is there like a McDonald's? And I was like, yes. And she was like, well, as long as you're eating vegetables, you can also eat that stuff as well. And I was like, oh. you're great. <laughs> you. I'm coming back here. Yeah. yeah, this is brilliant. So they've hired that dietitian again. Yeah, 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 I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So I would like, I'd finish the show and then I'd get a car home, which was great. Uh, I like getting a car home because it just yeah. meant I just didn't have to stress. And I'd say to the guy, I'd be like, hi, um, can we go this way because there's a drive-through KFC and um, Old Cam Road is it? Don't, yeah, don't that's the exact one. That's <laughs> yeah, the exact. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, I don't know. And um, I, know one, yeah. I would say, I'd say, I'll, I'll get you some, I'll, I'll get you some chicken, chicken poppers, and you, <laughs> yeah. you get them something. Like, all right, okay, yeah. So yeah, we just, I'd always eat my KFC with this like random um, Ad- Addison Lee driver. Yeah, yeah. It was always really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he always requested to be on. And I, oh, I'll take him. It's all right. I don't mind. I don't mind. <laughs> yeah. um, when you're, I, don't, I was going to talk about doing this show, but I don't want to move away from Crazy Few. I was just interested, as we're in your room now, yeah. what, what are you doing in between these amazing numbers? Supercalifragilistic. Yeah, I didn't want to say that. Really say it all. Yeah. Go on, Sing it. Have you got a shorthand for that, for that song? Supercal. 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 Nice. Yeah, nice. I breathe it. Yeah. Um, yeah, what are you up to in your breaks? <clears throat> um, I'm a social animal, so I, I will always kind of go down substage and chat in oh, Wardrobe yeah. Village and just have a chat with everyone and try and do that if I can. Or if yeah. I don't have time, uh, I'm currently sat in Ronnie's chair and Ronnie's my dresser and he's one of my close friends as well, which is great. So we'll always kind of chat. I'll chat with him or uh, I'll try and move around as much as I can because if I just sit on my phone, go on social media, I'll just like zonk and then I'll kind of wake up and suddenly I'll miss my cue or something like that. So uh it's a balance it's a balance now we're getting closer to christmas i'm going to use this time to like do presents and, like wrap things and like <laughs> try and be 
try and be good. But it's hard, especially when you're you're doing like two show days. You have to conserve energy, but at the same time, if you if you relax too much, it's just really hard to kind of build yourself back up again to do one of those numbers. So it's just about finding a balance, really. Yeah. And what's that strange then coming back in, having been in Chichester, and like you say, being kind of yeah. on, on, on all the time, and then coming back and sort of having to change mindset. Yeah. It was really hard. Um, it was also very hard because of uh, the stages. So because, excuse me, in Chichester we had like a tap stage, so the, the wood was a, a bit more soft, so it was a bit more bouncy. So it was great for your knees. Whereas this one, because we have loads of tracks and we have loads of scenery and set and stuff, it has to be very hard. So dancing on it is really tricky um, and it can be quite painful. So I just, after like two days, my body was just like, don't like this, don't like this again. So it's taken a bit of time to get used to it. Um, but that was a big change. It was also a big change because I, I left and uh, I came back and I like half my cast were gone. So, oh, really? Yeah, which it was sad to see everybody go. But what's so great is we had like a new burst of, you know, excited energy and, and people in the building who are wonderful. And I've now got to know them, which has been great. But trying to deal with going back into a new show and feeling very tired and then also trying to, you know, chat and meet new people was just those two things together were a bit tricky, I think. That's a lot. Mm, yeah, it was yeah. a bit. How much time did you have? Or did you actually get a break or a holiday? Or yeah, anything? I had three weeks off, which was wonderful. So um, I went to Ireland. Oh, yeah. nice. I'd, I'd been on tour, so I'd been to like Dublin, Derry and Belfast, yeah. but I'd never like like traveled around it so i went with a couple of mates and my friend patrick is from uh cork so we drove down we got ferry to dublin and then we drove down to cork uh, and he's got a holiday home by the coast in a oh. place called bally de hob oh, right. it's a tiny little village <laughs> so that. it's on like a hill like a big old hill uh, <laughs> and it has like one petrol station one shop and it has 12 pubs <laughs> so it's just like it was perfect and it's in the middle of the countryside right by say not the middle of the countryside it's in like the middle of nowhere and then like it's like a 40 minute cycle to the beach oh. so we we just rented bikes and we loved it so much we were gonna then kind of get the we were gonna then drive to um galway but we loved it so much we were like we're not gonna go anywhere like we just just stay here it's so great mm. um <clears throat> and it's just beautiful and i drank Unbelievable! We need to make up for the discord of the summer. Didn't <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, I did. Yeah. Yeah. It was just great. Was the just people so there are so nice and friendly. But just so kind. I, I spent some time in Cork and and County Cork, like that west, yeah. west uh, Cork, um, Bantry, and all around there. It's just you go into any pub, you'll just start chatting to someone. Start chatting to everyone. It's just amazing, and yeah. you just want to stay forever. Yeah, and it's the music as well. Like there, the the pubs. I don't know if maybe Ballet to Hobbies was more famous for this, but. Of all, and all of the pubs, everyone had music on every night from eight until ten. Like mm. it was just a, a given thing. So we went into this one pub and we'd, um, it was like the perfect timing because we got into this pub, we'd had a long day, we were a bit tired, but we were really happy and we'd eaten food. So we were kind of a bit lazy and, 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 a, and a bit drifty. And um, we all got a, a Murphy's or a Beamish, which is the two brands of, of, yeah. of uh, stout. Nobody really drinks Guinness in that part of the world. No, I think island. it's a Dublin thing, right? Yeah. Guinness yeah. in Dublin and then <clears throat> everywhere else. Everybody's Murphy's and Beamish. Murphy's and Beamish yeah. yeah, so we were trying those. Yeah. We were all having a great time with those. And then this guitar duo started playing. And it was top three music experiences of my entire life. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like up there with watching the Eagles live, watching, you know, I've 
been some great gigs, but these yeah. two like hippie guitarists and this woman had, uh, so the woman had like a really big, both acoustic guitars, but she had like a really big bassy one. It was really big. Yeah. And she would, she like danced the guitar. I don't know how else to explain it, but she like tapped the, she used like her hand as a rhythm and she like mm. moved with it. And this guy just like had this Spanish guitar and he just like played, uh, plucked the hell out of it and it was just like oh, amazing wow. and we were all just sat there like this and then the whole time in the background this just really loud Irish barman is going so what do you want to drink and we're just like shut up please like what is going on yeah. and no one was really watching and everyone was just like ah it's yeah, just normal here every for night, you yeah. know. and we were just like oh my god and I went over and because I was I'd, I'd had a few beers by this point I was so embarrassing I went over and I just went straight up to this guy and I said can I ask you a weird question he said okay and I said can I can I touch your pads? Like, can what? I touch the pads on your fingers? I don't know why. I just saw how crazy well, the, he was using this guitar. The calluses. Yeah, the like. calluses on his fingers. Oh yeah, because I, I just thought, I bet they're crazy. And he was like, okay. And I was like, yeah, that's callus. And then you were going to go now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The and then surprisingly enough, he didn't want to talk to me anymore. <laughs> but no, it was just, we had just such a wonderful time. Oh. Such a great trip. Yeah. Well, talk oh, about nice. music. You got fully into classical music during uh, our time. It's just the new <laughs> courtesy of Tom Eden. Tom Eden, yeah. He gave you a bit of a. Well, it seemed like you covered all eras. We did, yeah. We so he we shared a dressing room with me and Tom, which was wonderful because I knew him through one of my friends. Um, so we already kind of knew each other, uh, and so going into it was just wonderful. And then as soon as it came to sharing dressing rooms, I was just like, "Can I please share with Tom?" Um, and on the first day, I came into the dressing room. He'd already set himself up and he just had some classical music on in the background. And I was like, oh, this is lovely. And then he then started to speak about classical music the way that, I don't know, I, I could maybe speak about musical theatre, like <clears throat> as someone who knows a lot about it, who's done it for years or, or has been around it. And turns out his family love classical music and he has... Like a, 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 such a passion for it. So I just, in passing, said to him, oh, like, well, I'd love to like, learn a little bit about it, you know, if you want. And then, oh, that led to, it led, that was a it lot. It went crazy, yeah. And then he came in and he had these two sheets and on it had the pictures of all these different, uh, you know, composers. So we started with like the OG, we started with Bach and then Mozart and um, Beethoven. And then we went on from the classical period and then we like went to all these different, and then, you know, we had Gershwin because we were doing the show and, and um it was just wonderful and it was so great because it gave me an excuse to come into you guys to the band and see you guys and be like oh i've learned this today like oh i heard this today and then i'd and then you'd like play it on well, i was gonna say we showed up our embarrassing ignorance i think a long time like oh yeah um that one, that one. Yeah, yeah oh dear tom like came and we were like right we've got to make sure that we've got some that we know if tom comes in he won't be he won't know this one so every now and again we try and chuck in something really random try and perplex That's him brilliant, yeah <laughs> And it was wonderful because then I come in and I'm like, ask your guys' recommendations, and yeah. it was wonderful because I think, so, and you know, you you'll be able to you'll be able to maybe agree with this or, or disagree, but I think sometimes there is a a bit of a, a distance between the bands and the uh, you know the chorus or the you know the, the team on stage. So um, it was really lovely to kind of have an excuse to come to you guys and like yeah. and and talk to you about something that you're all so passionate about, which was great. And kind of like making my way around the band, everybody would, would like roll their eyes and they're coming like, oh, <laughs> what you've been listening today then? Come on. <laughs> I'm like, Mozart's amazing. Like, yeah, we know. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> so what were the big discoveries you made there? What, what pieces? Uh, you had, Beethoven is, 
my favourite, yeah. without question, I think. But then again, you kind of... Uh, a lot of French stuff like Debussy was just oh, yeah. yeah beautiful. And, but then I we'd go on to like Sibelius, who is uh where's he from again? He's not Russian, is he? Or is he? Is he Finland? And some of the, his stuff as well, and just like the history behind it. Because if if you ask Tom a question about it, mm. you need to be prepared to have fifteen minutes. Like <laughs> he is so passionate about it, yeah. but it's so wonderful and it's so interesting. Um. And then we kind of went on to like ballets and, you know, pieces and, and it was it was just great because it was just something else that would I'd have on in the background that I just wouldn't have to worry about. Because mm-hmm. if, if it was on in the background, I could just relax because, you know. And um, when you're doing a show like that, having Tom there who's just kind of constantly making you laugh... And we were just we just wouldn't stop laughing. We were howling. <laughs> we get complaints from the other dressing rooms next to us because we'd be laughing so much. Yeah, oh. <laughs> which is just brilliant. That's nice because you, you guys were like on stage. You you were like there's, there's one particular scene where you're you're mirroring each other. Right? Yeah. Like, so you, for you to be so in sync off stage as well and be such good mates, that's that's so good. I mean, how yeah, long did that scene take to get together? It was the hardest number in the show. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did, did big dance numbers. I yeah. did, you know. Bit of, well, not big singing numbers, but like for me, like you know, really, Alan. Alan was wonderful because Alan is like stickler for for doing it perfectly, and that for me is great because mm. he will just say, "This needs to happen here." Yes, thank you, Alan. Yes, boss. Whatever you need, let's do it. Um, but then when we got to this number, it is about following the other person, having trust in the other person. So the more you do it, the, the easier it becomes. And so we would we would like practice it whilst you know. Beethoven's or you know Mozart or whoever it is the verses in the background and we get and we'd be like okay so we sit down and then we look at each other and then we come back over and then we do this and then we do a bit of this and we'd like go through it at the interval and we go through it uh, the half and then we go through the interval and then it was in the second act so um it was the hardest hardest number for us to kind of get under our belt and when it goes wrong and it went wrong it was arguably the funniest thing that's ever happened to me on stage. Yeah. Oh. So it happened a few times. The first time, my moustache came off <laughs> right at the moment where the entire audience were just looking at us and Tom just looked at it and looked back and just went, uh-oh. And it was enough to make the entire audience just like lose it. And it was brilliant when it happened because we then had the artistic license to be like, well, we're going to go off piece here because if we ignore it, it won't be funny and everyone will kind of be like, oh, well, that, that was a bit annoying. But if you if you go with it, you then lose the comedy in the next scene because they've lost the world. Mm. But at least they went home being like, that was arguably one of the funniest things I've ever seen on stage. Yeah. And it was all kind of led from Tom because he is the most, he's the funniest person I've ever met on stage and off stage. And he is just so good at taking the, taking understanding the moment and how to deal with it i think that's the main thing is because you can be really funny but if you don't understand how to deal with a situation and what the piece needs to be it's kind of over so we just we, we rinsed it another point i put the bottle down and the bottom of the bottle just excuse me the bottom of the bottle just shattered <laughs> so like two pints of water just started like glugging out the bottom of the bottle and then onto the floor 
And I just remember turning to Tom and in my, you know, terrible Hungarian accent, just said, uh-oh, be careful of that. <laughs> and, and it just became this whole scene where instead of us being drunk, we then just pretended to keep slipping all over the place. <laughs> and it was just hilarious. But yeah, it was, it was the best. It was my favourite scene. It's yeah. My favorite but that, and that one with no no singing or acting, well, it's yeah. like acting, but no no dancing in it. No, really. I guess bits. it's a kind of dance because yeah. you're kind of you're sort of doing something together. Yeah. But but that's a different. It's and in silence as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's and yeah. if you go wrong, it's so it's so noticeable if you go wrong. I think yeah. that's what it is because you have to be in sync with each other constantly. Mm. And as soon as you aren't, you feel the audience just start to drift off and you hear them rustle and move around and get a bit like yeah. oh, you start seeing your drift so wow. it was a hard number but great was yeah. it sort of like were there beats to it like would you go like, one two yes like, we would it would I mean? it was all about like patience and so we'd be like and then the hand and then the look and then the glasses and you had to have time but it was hard at first because you don't know when they're going to laugh so the first like you know all of our previews consisted of us being like oh that wasn't very funny or oh they laugh more at this or we had a moment where we both slipped our, our elbows slipped off the side of the table um and we realized actually if we if we went full to the we thought it would be funnier to kind of have a moment where we slipped and both our heads went gum on the top of the table and we did it and it was perfectly in time and we were like that's amazing and then it didn't get a laugh because mm. the the previous bit before was so funny that that bit didn't. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's comedy is like maths. It really is like maths. It's about, yeah. you know, having timing and, and having patience and, and kind of making it, it. Certain bits won't work if you've had a previous moment that's funnier or if something else is going on, mm. you know. So it's boring, but I find it fascinating. No, no it's, it's, really so fascinating. it's so interesting. Because it's, and then it's how the audience reacts as a sort of collective, there's mm. a sort of, just a guttural feeling for them, or a primal thing. That's funny. Or yeah, it's yeah. not quite as funny. <clears throat> and being just being silly as well. Like, yeah. you know, just being a completely stupidly silly. Um Are you very good. aware of the audience throughout the performance? Uh oh, that's a good question. Um when it comes to the comedy, yes. Yeah. There are certain moments where the there is so much going on that you don't need to. So for example, we we when we did um uh as if I've got the number. The way you wear your hat, the way oh, you yeah. um, can't take that away from me. Oh, that took me ages there. Alan's going to be so upset with me. Um, yeah, can't take that away from me because, like, you guys in the band playing so beautifully. I think because there's so much going on, the audience don't f uh, can just kind of like relax mm. and just enjoy it. So there are moments like that where it's just about me thinking about trying to get the notes right, trying to get the acting moments right to then get a moment from the audience. But the comedy, especially the comedy, is where you have to really listen to the audience and when they're not laughing anymore yeah. or, you know, when to come in. You don't want to leave it too long. If you leave it too long, then, you know, they start to drift off or if you cut in too quickly, they've missed the first line of the next scene and that's very important. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's 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 a, it's a game and I... I love playing it. <laughs> Where did you develop your comedy chops? Was that just from yeah. over the years working or I, did I, you ever do any kind of stand-up or anything? No, I didn't. My brother did. My brother yeah. did a bit and he loved it and I enjoyed watching him. But our family, uh, my family are just very passionate about comedy in general. So, you know, I grew up listening to watching and listening, but, you know, um, uh, 
Norman Wisdom yeah. was a big one. Lee Evans was another one. So yeah, very yeah, physical yeah. comedians, yeah. very yeah. physical comedians. And then um, I think I was 16 and my brother showed me Billy Connolly for the first time and I just remember being like, wow, yeah. like, look at this guy. Incredible. Yeah. Just incredible, like yeah. unbelievably incredible. Um and then we used to watch on repeat. We'd always watch like Only Fools and Horses, and you know Dad's Army, and yeah. all like the really old classics. And then the only thing we could afford to go to watch when when I was younger was the Panto. So like my favourite jobs are normally the Pantos. Like I love yeah. doing Panto because it's just I know a lot of people find it cheesy, and a lot of people kind of roll their eyes at Panto and think oh it's a bit this and a bit that. And yes, I think there are certain elements of Panto that maybe as we evolve and you know socially that maybe aren't as acceptable but there there is such an art form to being able to go on stage with nothing and just make someone laugh mm. and i think people sometimes don't have that much respect for it and i get it because it's not for everyone but um so we would go to watch the pantos and, and you know just watching the buttons like do a stupid number i I remember being at the Orchard Theatre in Dartford and watching this guy dressed as a frog in a in a frog outfit and his tights were way too small for him. So every time he got up on the thing, he just, he just saw his jock strap. And it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. This is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, and uh, yeah, so we always just used to do that. And we yeah. used to love having that around. And I used to go every year. Did you? As yeah, well? yeah. What was yeah. your place? Where did you go? Well, Plymouth was my closest one, so I went there a few times. And then we used to go to one at Bristol Hippodrome as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so great! So great! I remember them calling us out. Was you know when they're wishy washy, and we all yeah. had to shout back to him the joys. Getting sweets. Loved it. <laughs> it was so yeah, great. Yeah. So yeah. great. I'm from South End. So oh, Cliff South Pavilion. Ends. Yeah, they always had good people. We had. Um, Shane Ritchie, yeah, yeah. Halen Pace, yeah, Frank Bruno, yeah. I had Shane, one of the McGanns. Yeah. Oh, the who? I had a, one of the McGann brothers. McGann. Oh wow, McGann, oh, Mc, the, the McGanns. Oh right, like like Doctor McGann. Who. McGann. Yes, yeah. yes, one of them, and Honor Blackman. Yeah, and Ooh. that was old school, really old school. I think Biggins. I think I had a Biggins. Biggins. Oh, did you? Yeah. I remember I think Biggins Bristol at the Orchard. A, and yeah. he's a genius. He's, oh, he's, he's the king, genius. isn't he? Yeah, he's a genius. He was the one, wasn't he? Like he was the top dame for a long time. Yeah. My um, my old teacher at college gave him my first job. His yeah. name's Tudor Davis, oh. uh, and he do you know Tudor at Lane's, yes, right? At Lane, yeah. Yes. And he was famously one of the greatest uh, um, dames uh, ever. Uh, and he directed Kudos Pantos, and he gave me my first job as oh. in um, Snow White. With uh, Craig Rebel Horwood and Anne Whittacombe at the Orchard Theatre, which was where I used to go oh, to watch wow. as well. Oh my God. Yeah, that's I turned, amazing. I turned eighteen on the job, and um, I just I remember him telling us all these stories. And this one story, and it's my favourite story. Um, I won't swear. He does swear in it. I won't swear. He said that he was on stage, and this bloke uh, had his legs. He was in the front row, and he put his legs up on the on the stage and he goes over and he goes hello dear he says tell me about yourself where are you from goes, David. he says oh it's wonderful he says what do you do so he goes oh well you know are you in theatre do you do theatre he goes no he says, well get your bloody feet off my stage then Jay. <laughs> and um, and I just you know so kind of having teachers like yes. that comedy was comedy was the focus yeah. Did Alan ever teach you at Lane's were you there when Alan was no I wasn't I would have remembered oh, that I, I did a production for him there when I was at college, oh. Alan and I were in the same year at yeah. college. We did Into the Woods. Back, no way. Yeah, fair I did years. Into the Woods at Lane, but did he you? didn't Would have, have Alan. No. Yeah, I didn't have <laughs> yeah. Alan. Yeah. I'd love to have had Alan. That was yeah. great. We did Into the Woods. I was the, the uh, narrator. Oh, were you? 
Yeah, for some reason, I gave myself a Northern voice. There was no need to. Generic Northern, or yeah, was, once upon a time. I just don't know why I did it. I was, I I I was bored. That's great. Uh, no, yeah. Did you enjoy it? Was that a, a good place to go? Was, I loved was it, it kind of sixth form? <clears throat> yeah. Situation? I, or were you there a while? I, I went at sixteen, so yeah. I kind of did my GCSEs. Did not do very well, um, and always just wanted to do dancing. That's always kind of wanted to do. I remember saying to my mum, uh, I've got my GCC, uh, I think I have maths the next day. I said to her, but boy, there's a dance class on I really want to go to. But my teacher says I should revise what should I do. Mum just went, just go dancing. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. you, you got to go Just go dancing, you, you know. So I, I passed, but barely. I have like five GCSEs, so I didn't do very well. Um but it was just always about the dancing and musical theatre. That's always just what made sense. And uh, so I did three years at Lane from the age of 16 to 19 and then graduated at 19. And I had the best three years. I loved it. I, I you know, I went at 16, which isn't for everyone. I wouldn't necessarily recommend everyone do that. But I loved it. I mm. just loved it. I, I was given freedom. I was given, you know... Uh, learning to use a washing machine for the first time and you know <laughs> putting garlic in a chili con no in a spaghetti bolognese but not knowing you had to cook the garlic first so i just threw the garlic in once it was cooked <laughs> oh and then just i just remember eating it being like oh this is horrible <laughs> and you know just stupid stuff like that and, you know but i loved it freedom so yeah, were you, yeah. you living was it residential or, or not res- was it like yeah it was just you have a flat somewhere yeah or? i had um <clears throat> i had i lived well at first i lived with a like a, it was a halfway house and lived with a lady who was my my auntie's friend so um and then after a, a month my mates were like oh we've got a spare room if you want to come live with us oh and yeah I was like, absolutely yeah 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 <laughs> so we used to like drink all that i was 16 and you know had my brother's id so he's just gonna like, go and <laughs> drink and you know we carved our name into the into the wall of the of the house, and now there's like like fifty names on it, and it was just great. But we were the first to stay there, and now I get messages from students who I've taught being like, "Oh my god, your your name's on my wall!" And I'm yeah. like, "Oh, that's great, that's brilliant." <laughs> and we just have house parties and just you know just like kids just having a great time. But I loved it because working physically working hard just made so much sense to me. It was just a, I just loved it, and. Um, yeah, it was just brilliant. It was really good. I loved it. Yeah. So was it focusing on was it focusing on dance or was it all of musical theatre? We did a lot all of musical theatre, but it was mostly predominantly dance. So yeah. I would do five, six hours of dance a day. Wow. Yeah. So we do like ballet in the morning and then we do jazz and we do like hip hop styles and commercial styles. Um and then we'd have well, three hours of singing a week. So we didn't do as much singing. Um and then we'd only have an hour of acting. But I was really lucky because I did a lot of that stuff before. Well, mostly the acting. I kind of went to quite a quite heavily based acting school before. Um, so I was just enjoyed it. Uh, and then when I got to Lane, in my third year, I tore a cartilage in my knee. And um, I couldn't dance. So my teacher... Tudor was like, well, let's just get you into singing lessons and you can go to any acting lessons you want. And um, before that, I just wanted to be in Matthew Bond's ballet company. That's all I really mm. wanted to do. Oh, and yeah. it wasn't until I started to like do the the lessons a bit more that I was like, oh, actually, I might want to do this musical theatre thing. And then I, yeah, and then I graduated and got first job doing Wicked and I just never looked back. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. yeah, that was great. But I guess the, the turning point, the big thing for you was to get that part in Half a Sixpence. Right? That was, yeah, that was the big moment. Suddenly yeah. you're, you're yeah, leading man, 
Yeah. Yeah. Posters everywhere around town. And... Yeah, it was nice. It was very lovely. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw one, I, I was coming down there and I, and I knew it was there because a mate had messaged me. <clears> and um, <laughs> uh, I went down the escalator knowing it was going to be there on the right and I was so excited. <laughs> and I got to the escalator and I turned and there was me with a big, banjo big smile on my face and someone had put a bubble <laughs> next to my name and it just had a big swear word that i'm not going to mention <laughs> on it uh, and and i just remember going i love london this is amazing <laughs> i remember taking a picture of it and being like first time on a poster and look what someone's done this is amazing like i love it and um, that could be the moment that just keeps you grounded forever it was 100 percent. i just yeah. remember being like that is amazing like that's absolutely brilliant and that started off in chichester as well right? it did yeah we did we did yeah. it's odd because we did um that broke box office records uh, Half Six Months broke box, uh, broke box office records and we had the most amount of people that have came to see a show. And then the next show to break that record was Crazy View. So, you oh. know. Well, the uh, magic touchdown yeah, there, yeah. Charlie. You're, you're welcome, Chichi. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no, I think it's just because they were two really lovely, wonderful shows that do very well with a Chichester audience of, you know, maybe a little bit older. And, um, but I loved it. It was, it was once again that perfect kind of like, mix of I shared a dressing room with my friend Callum who knows Tom really well um and we just like I met some of my best mates on it my best mate Sam who is now doing this with me as well um yeah so I just I just was so lucky to have Cameron to take this opportunity and risk with me who you know didn't even know if I could do eight shows whether I you know whether it was going to be the diva or he just didn't know anything about me so um they were just great at being like, what do you need? Do you need anything? Learn your lines, learn your, you know, <laughs> learn to play the banjo, do everything you need to do. And if you have any problems, just let me know. And it was great. That's good. What yeah. a way wow. in, you know, feeling like you've got that support network. Mm. It's yeah, it so was. nice that like a first sort of massive role could feel so, yeah, yeah supported. Massively. And by the cast as well. I think, I think, one thing that's never really mentioned about cast as well is how much you rely on the older members of the cast to teach the younger members how it's done. Because, you know, yeah, you go to college and you train, you guys would have been the same, you know. You don't know that, you know, going to band pit, you don't know the the small things that maybe someone wouldn't tell you until you're there and you, someone kind goes, oh, like, by the way, you know, you're not supposed to bring coffee in here. Wink, because yeah. I know you all do, but, you know, you're not <laughs> supposed to. You know, uh, it's that balance, isn't it? What yeah. are things like that Wait, for the band? On. Where are you not meant to bring coffee into? Was that a joke? No, you're not supposed to bring coffee into a band pit. Are you not? No. <laughs> How do I know this and you don't know this? But it's never enforced. Can you bring tea? You're not supposed to bring anything. Hot drinks. You're not supposed to bring anything that can spill on the electric. Is that a superstition? Or? No, no, it's just, it's just <laughs> health and safety. It's, <laughs> like, it's not like whistling in a, in a theatre. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's... But then that just shows the power of the MU that all of you don't even know that it's a rule. Yeah. You're like, nah, we're not going to do that. I'm, How many years have we been doing this? After? Even like a, with the lid on? No, not no. with the lid on. So it's supposed to be the same rules for the stage as it is for the band pit, oh, yeah, which yeah. is that you're only allowed to bring water if it's in like a scrubble yeah. cup. Yeah, yeah. But, you know. You, did what, you what? see the deterioration in there <laughs> over the course? Well, no, in the end, it I was just, like a boy's bedroom. Yeah. It was. But it, it was, was wonderful, it though, It was as well. wonderful. I was like your sheet music. I yeah. was like looking at all of your sheet musics because you'll have like little <laughs> things that will be written on it, like a swear word, be like, don't do this. Yeah. Or like, you know, yeah. 
stop, you idiot. Or Those like, things you know, are very helpful. Breathe here, you yeah. moron. Which, yeah, is totally. one I, which is one I saw in Owens at one point. I always used to do it yeah. for depths as well. But for the yeah, my friend was stepping for me, and you just want to put their mind at ease about some bits because at the beginning of the overture. Yeah. There's, it's psychotically hard yeah. in the street. It's like, blah, 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 and it yeah. is, we're going to say it, just an effect. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I thought, I've just got to tell her because otherwise she's going to get this music looking and think, oh no, I'm out right, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you're all right, you're all right. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. What, what, what is a little thing that you didn't know before when you got into a band pit you learned someone told you? Um, mm. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Um, Mine was, and I know you probably shouldn't do this anyway, but it was a big one. Is you're not supposed to eat in costume, can't eat in costume. Oh, I didn't realise yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a tw- I had like a fifteen thousand pound green costume on in Wicked, and it was gorgeous. And I was making a fajita kit, <laughs> seven different things. Yeah. And my dresser came out of the corner and just like screamed and was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like. I'm having a fajita. Like, what's the problem? Um, so that was one thing. Um, I I don't think there's many rules I, that I can think of. There's things just, like just, don't, just play well. Don't have mm. your if you're seen. If you can be seen, don't have your phone. Ah, that's a good oh one. yeah. D- well, yeah, yeah. If you can be if seen. you can be seen. Yeah, yeah. There was one we did. I'm not going to name names or what it was, but this was amazing. And I wonder if you. Well, no, I can't really give it. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember somebody. We'd been told, right? You can't have phones. People did. We th- thought you couldn't be seen, but you obviously could. So one, so one of the other players um, had their book and actually cut <laughs> a hole in their book and put the phone inside the book. That is it was amazing. absolute genius. That is brilliant. That's great, isn't it? That's genius. <laughs> But it's all, it is little things, isn't yeah, it? It's just things. like And you don't etiquette, know until someone's, it? yes, it is you etiquette. Know, yeah. And you don't know until someone, an older person is kind enough to just say to you. And mm. I think when you're leading a show, there's maybe more uh, mm. that I just didn't realise would be would be things that I just have to do. Like coming in and just making sure everyone's okay and just like chatting to everyone and just being mm. like, okay, you know. And naturally I kind of do that because I'm very social anyway, mm. but just kind of taking a moment to realise and know when's the best place to do that. Uh, and, like, I had this... We had this wonderful woman on uh, uh, Half Sixpence called Vivian, Vivian Parry. And I got really stressed one day because, like, controlling the show and having all of that and the adrenaline was going through my body. And we got to the end of the show and it had been a really good show. I'd nailed it, done really well, got all the laughs, and I was like, yes, it's going really well. And then literally the overture was... Uh, sorry, the... Bow music was about to start and clunk the scenery just stopped and I was just so angry and I was like what's going on like why has this happened like I've, we nailed this like what's going on for you know FFF why you know yeah and um and she just turned to me and she said shut up it's not about you and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and she, and it was exactly, she was right. It, and, and I just got so frustrated and so angry. And I was just like, you're right. Like, it's it's not. Like, you know, we've done the best we can and something's just happened. It's no one's fault. We just, I just need to let it go. And I found it really hard. And I remember going to say to her, I'm so sorry. And she was just like, you've got nothing to apologise for. Aww. You've got nothing to apologise for. You're doing a hard job, you know, but maybe you do need to find something that's just going to help you chill because you are clearly very stressed and understandably so, but maybe you just need to find something else that's going to like help you out. So I started gardening and uh, it's the best thing I could have done because it's just wow. like mellowed me out. Oh. It's like crazy, you know. 
So you do that? Wow. That's carried on then? Yeah, yeah. Great. I love gardening now, and it was all because of Vivian. She was just like, you need oh. to do something that's not going to knack you out, you know, because I'd, you know, I'd love to go hiking every day, but it's yeah. just not possible with mm. what you do in the show. So I started gardening, and um, yeah, I never looked back. It's just been brilliant. And now wow. I've bought a little house in Lee, and, and I've, I've been doing that up constantly. It's great. Oh. Come rain or shine, winter, I'm, I'm out What are you there. doing at the moment? Because I went through, uh, you know, Mountsfield Park. Yes. I was there today, nice. went for Wonderful. a run. And they're putting some bulbs in the... In the ah, gut, in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know what you call that. In the mud. Raised bed? Yeah, yeah. No, in the raised bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. It's like, oh, blimey. I was like, it seems like... I wouldn't do that for now. spring, but actually, that's going to be it's the perfect time. Yeah, yeah it's the perfect time. So you yeah. get you get your bulbs in for the spring, right? Um, yeah. And there's certain things you can still do. Um, <clears throat> I've been looking at doing some more like heavier stuff, which would probably be better to do now. So once the once all the leaves have dropped off, because you know you can keep sweeping the leaves, but this is going to keep coming back. So once yeah. all the leaves in my garden have fallen off the trees, I'll then kind of like scoop them all up and then put them in for a compost and then once mm. that's then that'll be good for come yeah. spring next year i have some nice big compost for some raised beds i'm going to put in for some taters and carrots and, and veg and stuff oh yeah great yeah. what's but your pride and joy in the garden uh i have a clamator uh, yeah. i have a beautiful clamator oh no actually i have an agapanther which is lovely and that springs up every year so it's just like a cutting i took from my nan so my nan has like green fingers anything she touches just like springs to life yeah. so she really helped me with the garden and, and and we did it together and um and then very recently i went on uh alan titchmaster's show did and you? she i wow. did it was it was when we were doing crazy few and what? they and he came to watch and he sat in the front row yeah and i didn't realize it was him because he had a mask on until the end and he took it off and he was just like crazy <laughs> it's me alan it's titchmarsh me. <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 yeah i was trying to think of another gardener that he might put a mask on or <laughs> it's not him it's not charlie dimmick no. <laughs> yeah and um I got a little sign book from him. So now that's like my little Bible and I take it everywhere and I can read new things we can do with it. So going on a complete tangent yeah, now from this. Um, you were out in New York for a while, weren't you? On I Broadway. Was. How yeah. where can I say Broadway? Broadway. On Broadway. 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 Yeah. <laughs> How long were you living out there for? I was there. I was there for nine months uh, doing the show. And then I stayed for another month after just to kind of like, yeah. you know look around mm. it was amazing it was it kind of came out of nowhere sixpence was finishing and the my agent called me and he just said like hey do you want to go to broadway and i was like ha 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 like <laughs> yeah obviously he was like okay well i've got your job i was like what he was like yeah you can do hello dolly with uh bandit peers i was like uh, okay oh, wow. like, what? he was like yeah you finish the panto on the sunday uh you're gonna fly first thing on the monday morning and your first show is on the saturday and i was like what? He's like, yeah, you got five days to learn your first Broadway show. I was like, okay, yeah, all right, let's just do it. Yeah. And um, I got sent a few videos. I went out there for a couple of days. I watched the show and they taught me some dances and stuff, but like couldn't do any of the, couldn't do any of the rehearsals because like the, all the way through the rehearsals, that's when I was doing the panto. I was doing two shows a week, so two shows a day. So I literally just couldn't. So I remember getting there and they were halfway through tech. And I was just learning the show whilst oh. everyone was taking it. And everyone was just looking at me. It was like, who is this kid? Like, who is this boy? Like, what is going on? <laughs> he didn't audition. I, like, I just, you know, the producer just saw me in, saw me in half six with some just like, let's put him in. So um, <clears throat> I got there, met Bernadette Peters, met Victor Garber, met Gavin Creel, Kate Baldwin, all these, like, incredibly famous, cool people. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, Victor Garber is the captain in... Um, 
Titanic. He plays the captain of the Titanic, oh. and he's also done. He's done lots of lots of Broadway stuff as well. Very yeah. very good actor. Bernadette Peters, very famous. Yeah, Hopefully yeah, everyone yeah. knows who mm-hmm. she is. Uh, Gavin Creel, very very famous, and Kate Baldwin as well. And like yeah. wonderful, incredibly talented people. Um, and then there was me, this little this little English boy that was just like, "Hi everyone," <laughs> <laughs> and it was amazing. It was very different. I didn't. I don't think I kn- knew what to expect. Found it hard not having a garden. Found it hard not having parks. I think we're very lucky here. Where like mm. you know yeah. we have so many green areas, don't we? Yeah. Um, and in New York, it's very different. Like you go to the park, and that's where you walk around, and then you go home. Um, and because I didn't have a driving license, I couldn't like go out to you know out out state, upstate New York, and stuff like that very often. So, um, it was tricky in some senses where like the cast were a little bit older. Right. So I would be like, let's go for a beer because obviously we're just so social. That's what we do here, don't we? We just go for a beer after the show or do whatever. Um, but because they were all a little bit older, they kids. They were were so welcoming, but they were, over nighttime they were all like, oh sorry, I've got to go home. Um, and when you get home, that's when all of your family and everyone are kind of asleep anyway. So the the night the nights became more of a like me time, which was actually really wonderful, but tricky as well, you know, like everything. So I just I just bought really great scented candles and I just had to have like baths and read crazy books all the time. It was quite fun. That's <laughs> yeah. brilliant. It was really nice. But um, and then like I started to make mate, I started to make friends, and then like all my friends came out to see me all the time, and I had like I had, like every other week I had a friend come to stay, oh. and um. But the show was brilliant. It was just crazy and very interesting of the difference, like the difference of Broadway and, and, and the West End is very much about the audience. So it's not so much about the the people. Everyone's loud. Like that's just our job is everyone's just pretty loud. Yeah. Where, you know, um, <clears throat> but like the band were awesome. The half of the band were picked by Bernadette Peters who previously who'd done mm. the role of Dolly. Uh, for who her like favorite uh, musicians were, and this is arguably one of the most famous like m- you know s- songer uh, singer actresses ever. Uh, so like we had one of the like greatest trumpeters ever. He was a jazz trumpeter, and we went to this like recording studio to listen to my friend, and he's like up on the wall as like one of the greats ever. And I was just like, oh, that's just Tony. Like that's the guy who just <laughs> comes in. Tony- I can't remember Tony's his second Tony. name. Um, I but he was I don't just, know the, the Broadway no, guy. No, I don't really. know. Yeah. But all of them were like, yeah. jab, not, most, I say all of them, mm. some of them weren't, um, had never done a Broadway show before. They were all jazz, they were uh, all right. jazz musicians, right. but yeah. she wanted them in the show. Mm. And because Bernadette wanted them, she got them. Cool. <laughs> so like, they were just all really cool. They have, they have big bands over there, don't they? Big in, bands, in, yeah. In Broadway. Really big bands. Like 25 people. I think so. I think so, yeah. Standard, I think we had it, like... Think. we had Yeah, massive, that's what Doug was saying, wasn't it? A huge band. Yeah. And um, they were just... They were really lovely. But unfortunately, there was that bit of a divide between the bands. Mm. And so I didn't spend as much time with them as maybe I did with you guys going into yeah. Say Hello and stuff like that. I think also because it didn't... I felt like I was going into somebody else's world. I was always a little bit nervous of like being like, hi everyone, you know, so, um, but it was, yeah, I think just, you were right to do that. I think it maybe, yeah, just, just take a step <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah. Who is this guy? Who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. But that was great. And then after six months, Bernadette Peters left and Bette Midler came back in with uh, David Hyde Pierce, who, uh, is one wow. of the sweetest <laughs> men in the world. Is and he? Bette, Bette Midler was delightful, wonderful and lovely and very, very yeah, sweet. She's like yeah, a yeah. Jewish mother. So like, yeah, I did this bit where I jumped off a table. And uh, 
the previous guy hadn't done it. And it was it wasn't like a hard thing, but I just like jumped up onto this table and then I like did a big jump off of it. Um and she was like, Honey, what are you doing? You can't do that eight times a week. And then she turned to the director and she was like, Why are you making him do this? Like, stop that. Like, no, he's not doing that. And I was like, Oh no, bet like this is what I do. Like, it's okay. I promise. And she was like, oh, okay, honey, if, if you're sure. And she, but she was just really protective and wanted to kind of help everyone. And, and it was a strange time when we were out there as well because that was like two years, we're nearly two years into Donald Trump's kind of term in office. So yeah. New York was a very different place mm. from, from what a lot of the people in my cast were used to. So there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of like, homophobic attacks on the on the subway and so a lot of people felt really unsafe so having bet kind of come in made everyone in the building and not that bernadette wasn't wonderful but kind of having bet who was so politically driven actually made everyone in the cast kind of feel very different and then um like hillary clinton came to watch the I show i saw a photo of that oh, man. Oh. it was one wow. of the coolest moments wow. of my life like she came backstage and everyone was crying and everyone wanted to shake her hand and i was like i'm going to take a step back because it's more important for obviously you guys like you know and um no she just bet just said we need we need you to tell us what to do like we feel so lost nobody knows what to do like what should we do and hillary just said just vote get everyone you know to vote just vote we're gonna get him out midterms are gonna be a big thing for us and then you know when we'll get him out and everything's gonna be okay but you need to vote that's the only way this fixes and um it just changed just changed the atmosphere in the building and, yeah. and that, for the rest of the time we were there everyone was just so much more driven it was it was amazing it was so interesting to see the effect that that had on people whereas like i mean if boris johnson came in the building here i think you'd get a very different re reception from if you know yeah. hillary clinton came into a building in america like yeah you know or even jeremy corbyn we just be like oh yeah, jeremy corbyn's in yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Would be like, oh, tell me what to do <laughs> yeah. jeremy like yeah, no. you know yeah, exactly. it just wouldn't happen would it <laughs> no. well you must meet people all the time good and bad <laughs> yeah i mean i've done i've done all right i mean bad wise uh it's never been in a place where I felt I can say something. No. Um, like at, I don't know, like football games and walking yeah. past people and that kind of thing. But I mean, cool. One of the coolest people is Hillary Clinton. That was That's cool. so yeah. cool. Yeah. Kate, yeah. Kate and William was fun. They, they oh, yeah. were wonderful. They were so nice. They were really sweet. And the kids, they came to watch Mary Poppins. Oh, did they? That was wonderful. Oh, yeah. Nice. And the kids and uh, George and Charlotte came along. And George was like, um, was on the stage and he was like, had his arms crossed. And I was like, oh, so what did you think of the proscenium walk like when i walked over the proscenium he said i saw the wires <laughs> <laughs> so i just went well no there's no wires mate like that's it like there's no wires and he was like no 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 that's why i saw the wires <laughs> and but like you know it was like six like yeah. you know so he was just so proud of himself that he'd seen the wires and charlotte met uh Zizi as Mary Poppins, yeah. and she was just in awe, oh. in utter Aww. awe of Mary. And it is wonderful when you get like you bring kids backstage to meet everyone, and you just see their just their face. They're just like, "What? This is Mary Poppins. This is actually Mary Poppins." Yeah, and they lose their little minds. <laughs> it's, but it's true. Even when I'm playing in the show myself, not, I haven't done this show, but like other things where you, you're playing in the band in the pit, and then you go to the can the the, the kitchen yeah. to make a cup of tea. I was doing Les Mis recently and I was like, oh my God, it's, it's uh, Eponine. I'm just, like, <laughs> just making a cup of tea. Next to it, it's like, it's so strange. Yeah, 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 it is. You have um, little moments where it, it hits you and you're like, oh yeah, look. Yeah, <laughs> Javert. <laughs> it's, 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 I mean, it's a magical thing, you know, the theatre. Like, and then when, if you go sit in the audience 
and then you're detached from it um even though you're, the band's there you know people in the band or something but you just forget about that and you just yeah you're entranced by this yeah. this thing and you don't you don't you're not looking for wires and stuff, you're just like, yes, this is lovely. You are if you're George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially at the age of six, yeah, I think exactly. you're like you're wanting everything to not be magic and just to try and see some reality. Which yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But no, they were so sweet. So yeah, I've met some yeah. pretty cool people, which has been good fun. Yeah, Alan, I think Alan Titchmarsh is still probably my favorite. At the top. Well, somebody else who's had big words to say about you, good ones. Susan Stroman. <laughs> Lovely quote from her. Good she old said, Stone. "Well, she said she thinks you're the the best singing dancing man that she's worked with." I think she said it better than that. Mm. She takes <laughs> really my- down. The best song and dance man, not singing and dancing yeah. man, song and dance Same man bit. I've ever worked with. She takes, she's worked with a lot. She takes the bribes. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah, she's great. Oh. I mean, she's just the, she's a force of nature. I've never worked with a director like that before. I think because when you work, you know, and that's not to have any negative towards any of the other directors I've worked with, but it's just working with Stroh was such an eye-opening experience because you normally get two kinds of directors. You get the kind of directors who want you to kind of like do your own thing and kind of will work around what you can do. And you'll get the directors who the other way who'll be like, this is how it is. Mm. This is how we stand. I, this is my image and that's where I was. And there's no right or wrong. It's just different. But Stro kind of balances between the two so beautifully that you kind of like, I felt within the first like 20 minutes of, a, of, of being in a room, I just put my hand up and I just said, I've got an idea. She was like, great, why didn't you say it earlier? Like, you know, <laughs> so she was just, she's just so good at listening to other ideas. And if it's not good, she would go, honey, that's not good enough. Okay, great, move mm. on. And I love the, I love the forwardness about it. The yeah. American kind of, you know, and she would just say some of the most fabulous things. Like we're going to like tea break and she'd be like, you people and your tea. I God damn it, tea. Why do you have tea every five minutes? You know, she's just been so like... American, like they don't do tea breaks. So their version of like having a break over there is very different. Like every, I think every hour you get five minutes or something like that, but then it accumulates over time. So whereas us, we get like, you know, every what, hour and a half, you get a tea break for 15 minutes. So she's just like, <laughs> like we haven't got any work done and you're stopping again. Like what's going on? <laughs> so during tech, she was just like losing her mind. Um, but yeah, she's just a dream. She's just such a dream. And it's weird to kind of like, to be practicing something like tap wise, you'd be practicing this move and she'd be like, no, no, it's like this. And then she'll do the tap move and she'll do it better than you. And you're like, oh, Christ. <laughs> you know, but yeah. she's just so good. Like yeah. she's so good. And you forget she had like a full career before and yeah. as a choreographer, she's wonderful. And then as a director, she's so funny. She's yeah. so funny. And that phrase, she'd be like, oh, that's funny. That's funny. Do that again, but do it better. Do it better. <laughs> like, okay, I'll do that. Yeah, sure. So she's just a genius. And she's very kind and she's very patient. Like, you know, you guys have been in tech. Like, tech for a show is like you pull your hair out. It's mm. so you know, dull and mm. slow. And she was just never got angry. She said, okay, have we got to do that again? Okay, let's do it again. You know, and she'd always just be like, okay, let's just go. And I'd be in the background like, why are we doing it again? <laughs> <laughs> ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was in Kirby Enthusiasm. Have you, watched, have you watched that when, when they do The Producers? Have you no. seen that episode? That, that series, they do the whole, the fourth series, they do the producers. Yeah. Larry gets cast in it. And um, she, well, she's the director in it. So um, No way. Or did she, she directed it. Or yeah, she does. Yeah. She does. She's a director and choreographer. So yeah. And um, so, yeah. So then they have a, a scene together. And um, yeah, it's very funny. Uh, so. I'm going to watch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need something the to watch The whole series the moment, is brilliant. So that's great. And like, they, 
Yeah, yeah, I won't spoil it for you. It's, um, <laughs> it's a great show. And Mel Brooks is in it. And, oh, uh, Mel Brooks is amazing. Have you met Mel Brooks? I haven't met Mel Brooks, right. no. Well, it's always good to end, <laughs> end the interview on a high, isn't it? <laughs> what a brilliantly structured interview. It really <laughs> ended really well, didn't it? Immaculate. Well plotted as ever. Oh, thanks, Charlie. Yeah. What a lovely guy. How did that happen? That was just... I don't know. We must have talked about something else afterwards. Was, was that literally it? No, we did. We did. There's a bit in the Patreon. Is there? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. This is poor, poor editing. And no, whatever. it's not your fault. Um, we did. We went on to talk about uh, a West End bowling competition. Yeah. Which, if you join our Patreon, you'll be able to hear about. It's got an excellent name. Yeah. Uh Oh, also in the Patreon, we, we go on to talk further about Alan Titchmarsh and his gardening tips. So if you're, you know, inclined to a nice garden, <laughs> then, yeah, go yeah. and have a listen. I mean, and the weather's getting nicer, isn't it? I yeah. mean, as Charlie says, you can garden all year round, but but really, as the sun comes out, it gets a bit more spring-like, that's the time, <laughs> that's isn't it? That's the time, that's yeah. The time. Get yourself down B&Q. <laughs> Home base. That's right. You know, if you join our Patreon for just £3.50 a month, you're going to get invaluable tips on gardening from Charlie, worth far more than that. (laughs) Do it. Do it now. Yeah. So, yeah, do that, please. Join our Patreon. um, And uh, it supports the show, doesn't it, if you Mm. join us. And you get your little members club. A little little fan club. It's nice being part of a club. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Yeah, it's true. Consider it. Yeah. Um, um, that was so great to chat to Charlie about all kinds of things. And it's, he's so down to earth. You just think he's been working in Broadway with like Bette Midler and, mm. and you know, Bernadette Peters and that. And yet he's just so normal. Yeah. Mm. People are just normal, really. When you, <laughs> when you scratch away the surface, they're just normal people. That's right. And... Uh, <laughs> That's, that, that is all. Let's, let's have a moment to reflect upon that. <laughs> hey, guess what? I'm going to be down at Lane's Theatre School this week. Yeah, what are you doing? Spring Awakening. Oh. Yeah. It's a coincidence, isn't it? Yeah. I've never done that or seen it or heard it. No, I hadn't. I've now listened to it. Uh, it, it did very well. Um, oh, God, I'm never going to remember the name of the composer. Oh, oh was that... That was on, um, like, quite recently at yeah. the Almeida, in the in the Broadway cast recording, loads of big stars: Jonathan Groff, Leah Michelle, mm, yeah. all kinds of people did very well. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see see this down at Lanes. Nice. There we go. All very ties nice. together neatly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anything else you're up to this week? I'm there an awful lot. Oh, <laughs> Don't is that? Even have is it time. every day? Yeah, from from Wednesday to Saturday. Um, no, not a whole lot this week. No. Uh, it's Theo's birthday next week, so I shall be frantically planning things for that. He's going to be a teenager. Oh, wow. I know, I know. So, yeah. Has he asked for anything in particular? Um, yeah, like tech. Tech that I don't understand. Have you heard of Steam Deck before? Isn't that what I've got here? That's what I thought. <laughs> Surely that's not what he wants, is it? It's just Street, a Stream Deck. A Steam. Steam Deck. Steam deck. Is deck. yours a Steam Deck or it's a Stream, stream deck? deck? No, Steam Deck. It's got so many buttons on it. <laughs> What's <laughs> Maybe a Steam that's Deck? That's what he wants. Um, it's like a, I think it's like a games console, basically. Uh, is it the thing that you can have loads of different yeah. 
um, consoles in one console. I think that's what it is. Ah. I think that's what it is. Um, so, yeah, it's turned <clears throat> up. It's in a box. I haven't looked at it. That's oh, nice. what he wants. I, yeah. I saw that they've re-released GoldenEye on the Nintendo Switch. Have they? It just came out. Oh. I don't have a Nintendo Switch, but... You should pick yourself one up. Maybe I should. Come and nick one from our house. We seem to have all the things. Yeah, God. Because I need something to just occupy my, uh, yeah, my yeah. time, just to waste time. <laughs> you definitely are. I'm looking at a Rubik's Cube over here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the 1980s child version of a Switch, yeah, really, isn't it? Basically. <laughs> it's what we had. <laughs> Kids these days, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you? What are you up to this week? Just, just sitting here, really. Yeah. Just uh, trying to make this uh, finished. Lying on the stretcher. <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be doing a lot of lying down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to get this done. I've got six of these to make. I'm going to get some done when you leave. Yeah, get on with it. Okay. And um, yeah, it's nearly done. It's, it's looking like, so close on. to being done. Final push. Yeah, you've got fancy lighting rigged up. I've yeah. seen them in action. They're great. Yeah, if I say um, Alexa, lights on. Okay. Oh, there yeah. you go. Right, what else can you do? But don't you have that at home as well? Yeah, I do. But I'm humouring <laughs> you. <laughs> um, but hang on. I tell yeah. you what I haven't got at home is the ability to change the colour of the lights. And I believe oh, you yeah. have. I do, yeah. But I have to can do Alexa my... do that? Well, I try that. Sometimes it works. <laughs> Alexa, make it purple. Okay. <gasps> oh, it worked. She did it. <laughs> it's purple in here now. What colour? Pick a colour. You can go for it. Oh, can I do it? Yeah. Alexa... Go magenta. Oh, t- all right. Yeah. Can you say it again? Yeah, can Alexa, go red. She doesn't like my voice. This is this no, is a she, common she, theme. She, yeah. Yeah, she says she doesn't really like you. <laughs> I'm getting yeah. I'm getting cold shoulder. Yeah, I don't I don't think you should talk to her again. Sorry, Alexa. She's no, really Ale- Alexa, I'm sorry. No problem. Oh, yeah, I feel she's like annoyed. she's good. She's throwing shade at me, she's isn't she? She wouldn't. Yeah, she wouldn't say no problem unless she was annoyed. <laughs> well, look, that's impressive. By the way, I like it. I like the purple lighting. This is nice. Could go any any colour you want. Alexa, go blue and yellow. Hmm, I don't know that one. <laughs> okay, she's annoyed with me too. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's good. This is all good, isn't it? This is great. <laughs> <laughs> so right so that's going to be you you'll be in here yeah i'll be in here <laughs> completing yeah be, yeah it's fantastic uh, i can just waste phenomenal amounts of time in here <laughs> well, i've just heard some recording you've done here which is sounding bloody brilliant thanks so you know it's cool it's really fun like playing yeah. playing i mean really, like to be serious now for a second yeah right? this has been this has basically been in my mind at some to some level back of my mind front of my mind for about 10 11 months and that's just the building of the studio yeah but finally i can actually sit down and be like oh i could make something now i could try and write some music play some trumpet and that's what i'm gonna try and do well so there we go there you go that's gonna be a wonderful thing producing your first Mm. thing (laughs) thing (laughs) thing First thing, it's not a podcast. Got all the tech talk. <laughs> the first thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, get in touch if any of you out there, listener. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe there's more than one of you listening. Um, 
get in touch. I, I could I could record you here. Yeah. It's a nice environment. You get a great cup of tea. Thanks. Actually, I had an omelette down here as well today. So just yeah. saying, yep. <laughs> you eggs, might might get that. Eggs and milk and tea. <laughs> I can sort you out with that. <laughs> do you listen to um do you listen to Atletico Mints ever? Sometimes, yeah. Uh, do you know Peter Beardsley's wife on it? I, no, I can't say I do. Obsessed with eggs. <laughs> Is she? Yeah. So if you're listening, Bob Mortimer as Peter Beardsley's wife. <laughs> Come on down, it's your place. <laughs> anyway, anyone's wife is is welcome. <laughs> oh God, this is going down a really dubious <laughs> avenue now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so look, uh, <clears throat> thanks for listening, and um, thanks to Charlie. Uh, if you're still listening to this, anyone. <laughs> <laughs> well it gets to the point where it feels like I, no one's listening to this bit, are they? I genuinely think sometimes people can't turn their phones off Yeah, if they're driving. So they're just desperately hoping it's wrapping up soon so they can get on to their next thing. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll oh, go. We'll okay. go. Yeah, yeah. We'll, That's we'll, fine. we'll take the hint. Yeah, we're off. We'll be back next week, though. <sighs> Another guest. Do we know who? I think we do. Can we say? Is it composer and conductor Jake's Cohen, perchance? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, that oh. was fun. That was recorded back in December. Yeah, in a beautiful but chilly church. Yep. Mm. Uh, more revealed next week. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.